If you have your Bibles, turn to 1 Thessalonians. That's in the New Testament. Go to Revelation and hang a hard left, about three streets, and you'll find Thessalonians. We're going to camp out there uh, for a few moments. And we are going to talk just for a couple minutes uh, this hot Sunday, and it might get hot in here today. We're going to talk on the name the Holy God. So uh, I was looking and I finally found it. It's to my left, it's to your right, it's all the way at the top. The Holy God. Now we're in a year-long series and all of these are the different names of God. And by the end of the year, we're going to have the wall filled with just different names that reflect his character. You know how important names are. So when you get to know his name, you get to know his character, you get to know who he is. So as you're worshiping, you can get up there and see that God is faithful. He's a God who heals. He's the Lamb of God. He's my banner. He's the Lord who's near. He's the name above all names. Lisa just sang about it. He's the I am. And these are ways for you to identify with a, a, a wonderful God. And today is um, what I would say... a a little difficult name, the Holy God. Now, at first, that kind of that kind of just it's a little intimidating to think of God as a, a holy God, and He is a holy God. And the big idea here today is that because He's holy, He wants you and I to be holy. But how do you know? Sometimes we're not holy. We are not perfect. We do not have it all together. We fail, but God's goal for us, and here's the big idea that we're going to talk about today, and, and this is you can judge us as a staff by, as you leave today. Here's the big idea, that we're going to try to live our lives in a way that pleases God. Can I get an amen? <laughs> to me, that sounds just a little bit, easier. If you say, oh, I want you to live holy, I mean, I get intimidated by that. But if you say to me, can you live a life that pleases God? I'm like, yeah, I, can, I think I can do that. So let's, let's take away for a moment the, the, the intimidation of holiness. And let's just talk about today about living a life that pleases God. I think I can do that. I think you can do that. So God's a holy God, and he wants his people to live a life that pleases him. I can relate to that, and that, that helps me as a believer. His name there is a, it's, it, it's a, it's from Isaiah, El Hakadosh. But the Lord Almighty will be exalted by his justice, and the holy God, there it is, will be proved holy by his righteous acts. So what does it mean to be holy? And here's a simple way to think of it. It means to be set apart, to be separate, to, to be living in absolute purity. And it comes from the scripture in 1 Peter, as obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance, but just as he who's called you holy, so be holy in all you do, for it's written, be holy because I'm holy. Now, I grew up 
in a, what I would say, a hardcore holiness denomination. Bruce and Lisa were a part of it, and, 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 and Tammy. They were really, really good people. But they were hardcore holiness people. My grandma was one of them. At times, she was just outright mean about her holiness. Like, she scared me. Like, I had my grandma who was, like, holy, and I had my grandpa who was funny. I loved my grandpa. Why? Because he was funny, and he laughed, and he, grandma was hardcore. She was hard to relate to. And then I went to a church that was filled with these kind of people. And it was a little intimidating. Because from my experience, this is what I found. They were trying to be holy, but they were mean. And they were mad at the world. And if you didn't act just like they acted, there was something wrong with you. And as a kid and a teenager, I started to watch this. I'm like, what? why are these people so mean? Why are they so arrogant? And I'm not judging. I'm just making an observation. I felt as a teenager that some of these people were just living a life of holiness, not to please God. They were trying to please themselves, and they were trying to impress other people by their holiness. That just didn't make sense to me. Like, for instance, sometimes some of these people would be a little overweight. And they would drink 10 cups of coffee and half a dozen donuts after church, yet they frowned upon someone who had a glass of wine. That just didn't make sense to me. You're drinking 10 cups of co coffee, and you're eating a half a dozen donuts, and you're holy, and someone who has a glass of wine is not holy? That just didn't add up to me. How are y'all with me this morning? And like, that wasn't like real attractive to me. That, that did not make me want to be like them. But if you ask me, Scott George, do you want to live a life to please God? I would say, yeah. See, that's appealing to me. It's not, holiness is not like, like a bunch of do's and don'ts. It's about a life of freedom that says, God, I want to live my life to please you. And you're holy, and I'm not holy sometimes, but I'm trying. And little by little... I'm going to look like you one day. I'm going to be like you. I can relate to that. I can't relate to not doing anything and not having fun. We didn't go to movies. The last movie I've been to because of that was Rocky II. That was the last movie that I've been to. I've been scarred for life. People ask, hey, Pastor Scott, did you see the, see the latest movie? No, I haven't seen the movie because I'm still scared to go to the movies. We didn't play cards. We couldn't do anything. And I was like, this is not fun. I want to live a life to please God. And I want to live a life that honors him. And the last thing that I want around this church is like uh, some kind of holiness police or, or, or a holiness referee that calls us out all the times and tells us that we're not holy. We don't need that at, the, at, at this church. Can I, can I get an name? Oh. Uh-oh, time out, church. We got a, oh boy. Looks like we got a holiness referee. Well, come, there. On, in. come on in, sir. How you doing? Good. My name is Pastor Scott. Welcome. 
obviously you have something to say here today, so go ahead. Well, yeah. Um, as being a referee, I've been watching, and oh boy, um, I found some things and some people that, um, well, they need to be penalized. Uh oh. Tom Bradowski, insufficient prayer time, 15 yards. Bruce Hughes, neglecting Bible reading, 10 yards, an automatic first down. <laughs> Charlie Myers, non-witnessing non violation, 15 yards. Tommy? John Bryant, holding personal grudges, automatic first down. Kelly McClellan, being a fisher of men without a license. <laughs> and Karen Williams, oh. out of bounds. <laughs> 15 yards. Karen Williams. Well, thank you very much, Chuck. We're glad you're here. Can we put 15, uh, 14 seconds back up on the uh, clock, please? Thank you. Play ball. Wow. Holiness referee. Nothing worse than people trying to tell other people how to please God. We don't want that here. We want to be free. We want to be set apart. We want to be different. We want to be holy, and we want to live a life that pleases God. And I'm glad that Pastor John Bryant got a violation. That makes me feel pretty good. <laughs> so here's the big issue when it comes to pleasing God. You're either going to please God or you're going to please men. And if we're going to live a life of holiness, we've got to make the decision that we are going to live a life that pleases God. Can I hear an Amen. Look at a couple of these quotes. Uh, Stephen Lawson said this, If you please God, it does not matter who you displease. And if you displease him, it does not matter whom you please. I love that. Harry Kittleman said this, In this life you sometimes have to choose between pleasing God and pleasing man. In the long run, it's better to please God. He's more apt to remember. So I want to please God. And I want to live a life of holiness and purity with the power of the Holy Spirit. So let's go to 1 Thessalonians, and I'm going to read you a quick verse of Scripture, and then I'm going to give you five ways that you can live a life to please God. If you're with me, let me hear a big amen. All right, let's go to 1 Thessalonians. That's in the back. I told you to go to Revelation and hang a left, a couple streets, and you'll find Thessalonians. And we're going to start in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. Verse 13, and then we're going to go to chapter 14. Are you with me? Amen. Here it is, verse 13. May he strengthen your hearts so that you may be blameless, circle that word blameless, and holy in the presence of God our Father when our Lord Jesus Christ comes with all his holy ones. Now, that's chapter 13. Now, we move right into verse 14, and let me just kind of remind you of this. King James over in England, he's the one that put the chapters in the Bible. And he had a Bible, King James. 
Now, chapter 13 flows right into 14, but he put the number there in the wrong spot, so sometimes people don't connect the two. So chapter 3 goes along with chapter 4, and you can't separate them. So that's why we put chapter 3 in there, verse 13, because it goes now with chapter 14. So I just read you uh, 3.13. Let's read it again. May he strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of God our Father when our Lord Jesus Christ comes with all his holy ones. All right, chapter 4, verse 1. As for other matters, brothers and sisters, we instructed you now to live in order to please God, as in fact you are doing. Now we ask you and urge you in the Lord Jesus Christ to do this more and more. For you know that what instructions we gave you by the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ, continue reading, it is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality, that each of you should learn to control his own body in a way that is holy and honorable, not in passionate lust like the pagans who do not know God. And in this matter, no one should wrong or take advantage of a brother or sister. The Lord will punish for all those who commit such sins, as we told you and warned you before. For God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. Therefore, anyone who rejects this instruction does not reject a human being, but God, the very God who gives you his Holy Spirit. All right, let me give you quickly now, I know it's summertime, I'm going to give you five ways to please God found in this verse of Scripture right here. Here's number one. You want to live a life to please God? The first thing you've got to do is you please God by asking for help humbly. You ask God for help, for strength. Now look at me for a moment. I don't know about you, but I have a problem living holy. And so do you. You want to know why? Because our bodies and our souls want to do whatever we want to do, anytime we want to do it, and our flesh is in opposition to the things of God. And that's just the way it is. I'm no different than you. You're no different from me. I, we have a hard time living a life to please God. You want to know why? Because we want to please ourselves. And that's in opposition to living a life of holiness. So watch this. The first step in living a life of holiness, watch this, is to simply say, God, I need your strength. God, I need your help. God, I don't want to do what's right. God, I don't want to please you sometimes. I want to please myself. And when you come to that point where you humbly say, God, I need your strength, would you please help me to live a life that pleases you? God empowers you then to do the right thing and to live a life of holiness. Simply ask God for help. And you know what? Some of you people don't like asking for help. Because you, you think that you got it all together and you can figure this out. Good luck. It won't work that way. All of us need help. And we need to come to that place where we humble ourselves and say, God, would you please help me and strengthen me so that I can live a life to please you? Number two, are you still with me? Let me hear an amen. 
Second way you live to please God is you please God by receiving wisdom regularly. Everyone say regularly. regularly. See there in 1 Thessalonians it says, see how we instructed you how to live in order to please God. You and I need regular wisdom to help us to please God. That's why we come to church. That's why we worship. That's why we do this every single week. Why? Because every single week, hopefully, you get motivated and you get a little bit of wisdom on how you can live a life to please God. I've never met one bodybuilder who's got abs and muscles and looks great, and I say to them, how often do you work out? And they say to me, once a year. Not one. You know what they would say to me? I got these abs. I got these muscles because I regularly work out. The same way it comes to living a life to please God. You can't do it once a month. You can't do it once a year. You've got to regularly receive wisdom to help you live a life that pleases God. Now, all the men in the church, I want you to stand up right now. Every man, if you identify as a man, I want you to stand. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get an email about that one. If you are a man, stand up. This Tuesday night, we have got Pat Morley who is a, really a world-renowned leader in men's ministry. And he's coming to our church this Tuesday night at 7.30. It's going to be a little over an hour. And this would be an incredible time, watch this, for you to come and to get wisdom from somebody who's been helping literally millions of men all over the world. I don't know how many books he's written. He's probably written 25, 30, 50. I don't know how many books he's written. The guy's incredible. And he's going to come this Tuesday to Belle Isle Community Church, and it would be a wonderful way for you to take a few minutes out of your schedule. I know you want to watch Sean Hannity. But I believe that you can learn a little bit about how to live a life of holiness by connecting with Pat Morley. And it's just going to be men. And we're just going to come and we're going to sit and we're going to receive. And he's going to give us, watch this, wisdom on how to live a life that pleases God. I want you to join me. Now, ladies, I'm going to ask you to give your husband, your significant other, your boyfriend, whatever, I want, to, I want you to release them to be able to go and do this. So that we can come together as men and we can regularly receive wisdom on how to please God. I hope to see every single one of you Tuesday night. God bless you. You may be seated. Number three, you please God by accepting sanctification progressively. Now hang on there. I know that's a tough word. Look under point number three. Look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Verse 3, it is God's will that you should be sanctified. Everyone say sanctified. That is a, a big word. It's an intimidating word. 
But watch this. That word there, sanctification, simply means a process of becoming more like God. You know, the Bible says that we are changed, watch this, from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. glory. I'm going to make my way all, all the way out the door to get this point in here. To glory. That is sanctification. Watch this. You're not where you used to be. You are changing. You are becoming sanctified. You are living a life to please God, and it happens slowly and progressively, and you never get there automatically. It is a process of you, when you humble yourself and you ask God to help you, that sanctification, and you begin to look more like God and less like yourself. How many know we all have habits? We all have issues. We all got things we don't like about ourselves. We all like, we, we all have things we don't like about our wives, except me. I love everything about God. There's things about us that we don't like. Well, guess how you get rid of those things? God, help me to be sanctified. God, your word says it's God, it's your will for me to be sanctified. Would you please slowly, progressively, daily, minute by minute, God, make me to be more like you? I want to be different. I want to be changed. I don't want to be filled with anger. I don't want to be filled with lust. I don't want to be filled with bitterness. I don't want to be that mean Christian. God, make me to be more like you. And you are changed from glory to glory to glory. It's God's will for you to be glory. You know what my prayer for Belle Isle Community Church is? That all of us, when people see us, they will say, you're changing. You're different. See, I think some of us take pride in the fact that we haven't changed. Hmm. That's not good. If you're the same person that you were 25 years ago, something is wrong. And it's not God's problem. It's our problem. We should be different. We should be more holy. We should live our lives to please God. And you do that by asking God to help you. And realize that it's not going to happen overnight. You're going to change from glory to glory to glory. I hope you're getting this today. I think you are. Number four, quickly. Bruce, come up with a keyboard if you can. Number four, you please God by living in obedience daily. Everyone say daily. First Thessalonians, learn to control your body. In a way that is holy and honorable. That is daily obedience. Now, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. Worry about today. So all I've got to worry about is, God, help me today to live in obedience. Help me to follow you today and live obedient. I don't know how I'm going to be tomorrow, but today I'm going to choose to live a life of obedience. And then number five, I love this one. You please God by walking with the Holy Spirit closely. By walking with the Holy Spirit 
closely. The Holy Spirit gives you the ability to live a life that pleases God. So you, you please God by walking closely with the Holy Spirit. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 7, 8. For God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. Therefore, anyone who rejects this instruction does not reject a human being, but God, the very God who gives you this Holy Spirit. I love that. Write down in your notes Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. It's not going to be on the screen. This is a new one. But Galatians chapter 5, 16, 16 says, Live in the Spirit, walk in the Spirit, and you won't fulfill the desires of the flesh. And then it goes on to say, keep in step with the Spirit. I love that. So, Gary, I'm going to use you just for a moment. Gary does such a great job. Gary, come up here real quick. Everybody give Gary a hand. This is Belle Isle Bob right here. This is, he is you. Belle Isle Bob, I call him. He's trying to please God. He's trying to not please men. He's trying his very best to live a life of obedience. And my last point on how to live a life to please God is follow the Holy Spirit closely. Now watch this. Dalal Bob, I'm the Holy Spirit. I want you to follow me closely. I'm not going to beg you. I'm not going to make you. But I have the ability. Oh, you're good. That's a little too close, Bob. A little too close, Bob. I don't want to miss anything. <laughs> I could have picked Tom Rodowski and I picked Bob. I don't know that you trust me or not or to believe this, but I have the ability to change you. If you'll stick with me and do exactly what I do as you walk closely and keep in step with me, I'll make you to live a life that pleases God. You don't have to. I know it's kind of spooky. I know sometimes it's kind of crazy, this Holy Spirit thing, but I'm telling you, if you'll stick with me, I'll change you. And so the scripture says, keep in step with the Spirit. And that means that wherever you see him walk, you keep in step with them. If you see him touch someone, what do you do? You touch them. You see him pray for somebody, you pray for them. Do you realize that's what Jesus did? Watch this. Jesus said, I don't do anything unless I see my heavenly Father do it first. Well, he was talking about the Holy Spirit. He was talking about the Holy Spirit doing that work. And so whatever he did, he just looked for God. He looked for people that were hurting, people that were confused, people that needed help, and he just walked around. And if you stick close to him, I'm telling you, you'll be changed. You'll be different. The same power that's in Christ is going to be in you, and all you got to do is stay really close. Don't ever lose step with the Holy Spirit. Because he can change you. He can change you. It would be a good time to 
There you go. Can I get an amen? Now, what, what, what begins to happen? And I didn't tell him to do this. He's just really, really good. You begin to take on the characteristics of the person you follow the closest. Now, I don't want to make anyone mad today, but some of you look more like TV anchors than you do the Holy Spirit. That's because you're spending more time watching TV than you are keeping the step of the Spirit. Who do you want to look like? I want to look like God. I want to be like him. And the more I follow him closely, the more I become. It would be a good time to put your hand on, on your chest. There you go. The more I follow him closely, the more people see Christ in me. It's called imitation. And imitation is the highest form of flattery. You want to be holy? Yeah, we can be holy. We can, we can live life please God. And the key is keeping in step with the beautiful Holy Spirit who changes us and makes us into the image of Jesus Christ. Good job, Gary. You did good. Good job, Gary. I can do that. I'm intimidated by being holy, but I can live a life to please God when I ask for help, when I get instruction humbly and receive it, when I get it regularly, and when I live a life of obedience and when I'm following the Holy Spirit, I can do that. And so can you. That's how we please God and honor Him. Would you stand up across the auditorium as we, uh, as we close here today?